Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. Bing. <laughs> it just came out. <laughs> I have to test you. Cotton swab. I need a swab. What was Somebody that? told me today it's not the corona, it's the marijuana. <laughs> the marijuana. <laughs> How are you? Fantastic. Are you? Uh, we all got our onesies on tonight. We doing yes. a little. We doing a little late night cabin girl time. It is. They won't know. They'll listen to it. Well, we're. I'm giving them midnight. the visual. Yeah. Having our little cocktails and our little onesies. We're on onesies. Velour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got velour on too. Yes, because oh, wow. you know, all the cool kids are doing it. You should get in your onesie while you're listening. You should. You should but do. what if people are at work? I know that some people listen to I this work at work. <laughs> well, if you're working and you're at home because of the Rona, working from home, onesie day, it's onesie day. Monday, onesie. <laughs> I tried there. I have a, I have a future in rap. I'll be a mumble rapper. So, it's my birth month. Woo! Yeah, we start a whole month. Mine too. Nice. <gasps> yeah. We have a guest too. We have a guest. She's not supposed to talk yet. We haven't no, introduced we don't her. Care. But we, we... <laughs> Do we have rules? We don't like, have really? rules. Do, could they chime in anytime? Yes, they can chime in anytime. We could do like just guess who our guest is. Our only yes. <laughs> just don't reveal me for the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not going to say. <laughs> no, but her name is so damn good. I know. It's truly <laughs> hilarious. So it's your birthday month. I love birthdays. I love giving birthday gifts. I love making little birthday cakes. You're going to have to tell me what your favorite little dessert so is. excited. And I know that you do the thing where you start your new year on your birthday. Yeah. Instead of starting it New Year's Day. It's how narcissists are born. <laughs> It's the thing of all narcissists. <laughs> well, that's my new year. Just because it's the calendar's new year on January 1st isn't my new year. My new year is on my birthday. So you told me, we might have to pull this up, but you told me that you were going to start doing stuff with me on the new year and not wait for your birth year. I did already start doing all those things. So, so what are we going to do? What are you going to do new for your birth year? Oh, I'm just going to execute plans that I've been putting in place. So it's time now to take the next step for everything that I've been working toward. So fun. That's fun. People have things to look forward to or know where to go to throw tomatoes at me or whatever. (laughs) There'll be be things, (laughs) things are popping, popping things. 
I've been making a lot of stuff. Yeah. Been very artistic. Have you been creating art? Creating art. Mm. Yes. I've been doing flow art. There's a lot of kind of art. There's a lot of arts. I know. And we have an artist on today. I'm so excited about it. You want to introduce her? I do. I really like her a lot. I actually love her. Um, she gives me great inspiration. And that is Cleo Taurus. <laughs> Cleo Taurus. I love your name. So I've been meaning to ask you, have you always had that name? I mean, Since when did I you start doing drag? Yeah. 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 That's her drag name. name. Yeah. How hard is it for men to see? Or to, to say, or, or to at least say, <laughs> yeah. How hard is it for men to find I, you? I meant, I meant to say, yes. Are you invisible to men since you've had that name, Cleo Torres, as a drag name? Well, she has it, her hoodie on. Some people get it instantaneously, and regardless of their, you know, gender or sexual orientation, and some people it takes them years. <laughs> and then it's like three in the morning, and they just come up out of bed with an epiphany. <gasps> I get it. Yeah. They start laughing. <laughs> I can't find it, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if she made her invisible or if they could pronounce it. They had a hard time. I wasn't sure. Yeah. What got you into drag? I, I need you to take me to really the beginning, though. Oh, the beginning sure. of your art. Because this is your major. Like, this is your job, correct? Well, and, I mean, I have a day job to do what I want. So, I mean, if you think about job i have a you know normie job and mm-hmm. then i have like what i do so then you have your job. like five to nine job yeah can i oh yeah. this is, this wasn't on the list but it made me think about it so how do you feel about them raking dolly Parton across the coals for hustling after work hours did you even know. hear about what that are you talking about all? i mean i've heard the five you to seriously nine seriously don't even know no after the super bowl stuff I couldn't. I didn't watch that shit. It's kind of old news. I didn't either, but Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok, they were talking about Dolly uh, being a terror, you know, how dare she repurpose her nine to five anthem about women and working and all that to make it about uh, like late night capitalism or that it was so sad that you had to work one job and then work another. It was for Squarespace was what that was for you know why i hadn't heard about it because i if anybody says anything about negative negative about dolly parton i just disregard it because in my eyes she can do no wrong i could give a fuck what that person says about well yeah doing five to nine they didn't last long there's been a lot there's been a lot that people are been trying to say okay take me to the beginning sir like what was the birth um it's hard to, to like, think about, like, an orange origin story because I think a lot of things in my life have just kind of, like, melded together and a lot of things have, like, started in seven different directions at once. But um, drag, for me, started in 2017, but really had been something that I had been thinking about for a long time because I had a partner who was a drag king and... I went to their shows a lot and I was like, oh gosh, I really want to get up there. I have a dance background. And I was like talking, you know, you do that thing where you like talk to people first and like, what do you think? Do you think I'd be good? Like, so I think I had the name down before I had stepped on stage like a year before. And so then it was just a matter of doing it. But I think I was in a place that I felt very creatively comfortable because I was in grad school. And I think performance was kind of coming up in my art practice a lot too, because I went to grad school for painting. Mm-hmm. I was painting portraits of people, trying to tell, like, 
queer stories through portraiture. And then I got feedback from grad school, like, why, why do you care about these people? You should make pictures of yourself. And I was like, okay. And then I started making paintings of objects that I felt like spoke about me, like documents from like, you know, kid pictures and like letters and stuff. Um, and then they were like, well, these seem to be saying something, but we want you to talk about them. So then it became performative. Um, I would make paintings that spoke to you, like have spoken word with them. So like performance was starting to lead up in my art practice too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, your drag. All right. So here's what I remember. The first (laughs) time I saw you was you were Stormy Daniels. The (laughs) (laughs) so good. And the other person was Trump. And it was just so good. Um, what's another one that a lunch lady? Oh my god, I fucking love lunch lady. Yeah, I can love that one. (laughs) The one that you did for the uh was it the trash pageant? Um, where you had this huge chair. It seemed like a chair, or you had a huge room around you. The trailer trash. Yes. So she she has this huge room around her and she's dancing with it it's like a poster board that's on my back yeah yeah and it's got like you know tchotchkes on the wall and yes yeah, so you made it look like the inside of a trailer yeah yes that you were just dancing in the trailer yeah yes oh my gosh that's fabulous amazing she's wearing like curtains as a wardrobe and when she turns around she her skirts up and you can see that she shit herself because she hasn't moved <laughs> That piece is inspired by my aunt. <laughs> she didn't. She never shit herself. That I just add some spice. <laughs> yeah, a little artistic license there. So I've done Things some. You wished. I've done some drag king stuff, and but I've never been a drag queen. And there's a lot of controversy in being a female drag queen. What kind of pushback have you gotten? Did you get pushed back in the beginning? Because it seems like now it's a little more accepted um, in this community. I think it's been acceptance from the get-go. I think because this community already had pre-existing people when I when I stepped in that were doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was blessed to have like that community around me. So, But I think now kind of operating more solo, I just, you know, the only resistance is that I'm not going anywhere with it. Um, but I don't really think that that's my goal with drag. I think I think a lot differently than a lot of drag entertainers. Um, and I honestly think that I'm more of a performance artist, like, using drag as, like, appropriation. Like, I don't think I'm even, you know, a traditional drag thing, so. I just mm-hmm. know that from uh, knowing a lot of male drag queens that, there's some stages that you can't get on oh, totally. as female. I mean, that's I don't true know for if Nashville that's still too. even now. Like, yeah, there's a specific venue that if they find out you have a vagina, you will not be, ever step on that stage. And yeah. people have with vaginas have gone on there um, and tried to fly under the radar. More power to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep doing it. But honestly, I wouldn't want to perform there anyway. Well, it's just, it's always interesting to me when people scream equality, but yet they have no problem compartmentalizing other things, you know? It's like, what do you want? Do you, because whatever you want, because ultimately I want you to be happy. 
truly, just in general. But do you want to be special or do you want to be equal? You know, do you want to be completely homogenized or do you want to be interesting individuals? Choose. Make a choice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, just bouncing off that, too, I think, like, for me, the essence of drag is, like, making fun of gender. And so how can we make fun of gender if we're going to, like, gatekeep who can do what? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gatekeeping is excellent. Why? I don't know. I have to say, though, (laughs) and this is... Uh, I'm going to get raked over the coals for this, and I guess that's okay, but I, RuPaul's Drag Race, there's the first um, trans man on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I sit here, and even my daughter, who watches it with me, had asked this question. I think that that person has done extremely well more because of their looks and because they do look more feminine in the face than than the other queens do and i'm still having a hard time just kind of that doesn't accepting seem fair, that does it yeah i guess yeah i mean that's I kind know. of the like concept that like women when they do drag they're cheating because they've already got you know the body the face like so they're right. not having that transfer it's all bullshit why why do we care about the transformation like it should be about the performance at least that's what i look for and i, I think a lot of afab entertainers try 110% harder to make up for it well like women always are... do we, we've always had to fight harder for for what we want to do yeah. you know i have to do this better than you in order to get accepted <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> and i will damn it <laughs> yes well this is true. I mean, that is just a truth, whether people like it or not. I said it before, I'll say it again. Sometimes the truth's got bad breath. Even certs doesn't help. Certs doesn't help. Sometimes not those little Listerine strips. The Retson doesn't do it. <laughs> it's not a, you know, eventually, hopefully, the you'll grow from the scar tissue, I guess. I don't know. But, but I mean, I'll get over that because, like you said, it's all bullshit and that whole I think that whole thing even though I absolutely love it I think that whole thing is kind of toxic drag race is kind of toxic totally and I don't watch it <laughs> <laughs> I do because I like to see I, I love to see other people's creativity yeah I just and, watch like the social media response to it <laughs> yeah I don't the competition shows I watched it way more when um I had my roommate Jasper, I watched mm-hmm. it a lot more with him and his uh, fiance. So I started calling him husband, but they're not married yet. So we'll, you know. Anyway, yeah, Kenzie and I watch it, and it's <laughs> usually we're fast forwarding to the runway to the acts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I really do like their acts. The drama is just, you know, let's be mean, let's be back. I mean, and all that's all of it. A lot of it's fabricated too because it's TV. Yes. I don't yeah. think that the show in general is a really good, like, indication of someone being a good performer. I mean, the only thing is, like, a lip-sync battle, but, like, that's not, like, a prepared performance. Like, if you see them live after the show, it's going to be a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, and a lot of their acts are a lot more in-depth and things like that, too. I mean, very much. I'd be, like, just trying to, like, if there were a burlesque show, you know, like a burlesque reality show Mm, don't Uh, that sounds fucking awful (laughs) (laughs) no right 
So, and then it's like, oh, that's all. Because the, the debate will be judge. Talk about gatekeeping. <laughs> the 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 debate will be burlesque or stripper. Yeah, this is that why will... I don't do any of this stuff. That's why you're in comedy. It is because I would much <laughs> prefer to make fun of all of this, everything, <laughs> and myself included. I have to say though, and I've been I've been thinking about this for a while, but I'm kind of just thinking about you know putting up the robe and. And giving it up. I'm a much better director than I am oh, about a not, performer. Not performing. Yeah. Still good. Burlesque anymore. Burlesque or drag or both. Both. Really? Yeah. Oh, goodness, yeah. I can tell you what to do easier than I can do it. I have the vision, but I don't, my, I cannot personally do it as well as I could coach someone to do it. Does that make sense? It's just your cheerleading mom coming out. It is. It is. Five, six, seven, eight. Damn it. None of my girls have bit. It's like you did it to try to do it. I'm sure that mic is going to sound great. Where I just hit it. With yeah, you'll get in trouble for that. Gallon of, I know. It's been a while. I don't have a I name for the, for the drink tonight. Jungle juice. Is that jungle juice? I thought what jungle juice put? is yeah, when you it's put everything. everything in there. Yeah, in it's like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It has peach? It's a peach nectar with lemonade, and uh, I had peach vodka that just, I had like half a bottle that I just threw in there. Peachy king. Peachy king. There you go. <laughs> All right. I've got a lot of questions to ask. Yeah, we've just like grazed the surface. So first, we ask everybody this. Like, how do you identify and what is your lifestyle if you have a lifestyle? Yeah. Um, so I am pansexual, polyamorous. I just recently became vegan, which we determined is a lifestyle. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, I'm a drag entertainer, performance artist, and I've recently started doing sex work, too. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, what sort of sex work? Only fans. Okay. So visual. Very cool. Do you want to give a shout out to your OnlyFans right now? Yeah. OnlyFans.com slash Cleo Taurus. Nice. Cleo. So, tell me a little bit about that. Do you like it? Um, is it worth the effort? I that... think with anything, it's you get out of it what you put in. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it's just been a way to have fun, especially being... Oh, and one other thing I forgot to mention is like with Polly, for me right now, I'm self-partnered. So being self-partnered, I'm living alone during quarantine. Um, so to keep things exciting for myself, I make OnlyFans content. And I'm like, I th definitely think one of my kinks is exhibitionism. So having a camera there makes it all, all the things more juicy. Right. Nice. There you go. We all got to be a little exhibitionist in yeah. us. I think to be a performer, you kind of have to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Put yourself out there. Yeah. So back to back that up, self-paired, <laughs> is that single in polyamory speak? Um, I think it, for polyamory speak, it's probably more like solo poly, where you're not, like, because a lot of people practice poly by being somewhat looking monogamous, which I've done too, like being, uh, having a primary partner and then seeking relationships outside of that relationship. But I don't have, a, my primary partner is myself. Okay. And so anyone that I would date would be just be in addition to that. I'm not looking to pair up with somebody. Yeah, see, like back in the old days, we call that being single. I mean, yeah. and But I think it's taken 
a different term because for me, because I take myself out on dates and I do those things for myself that I would seek for another partner. Whereas I'm not going on a date with somebody to eventually lead into something else. Very cool. Interesting. Very. I, I take myself on dates too, but I've always called it self-care. Yeah. So, I, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm only, I'm not trying to make fun, although you would think I would because. <laughs> I mean, we can make fun of it. That's what I do as, you know, but for, I like to think we have a diverse amount of a diverse range of listeners of people that listen to us and also uh, a lot of different lifestyle belief systems whatever so I think it's great anytime we have the opportunity to show compare and contrast and also help figure it out because a lot of times the new lingo is more confusing than it's like it's not any different than what you're doing every day it does not make you an alien you know what i mean for your yeah for your speak but it's it's awesome that i I like that you have a relationship with yourself that's a really cool way to look at things too and i think it like the term for me just helps differentiate it between singleton 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 yeah yeah single dumb There you go. Because, like, if I'm starting to get interested in someone, they might want, you know, to eventually lock it down, be boyfriend, girlfriend, Uh, what have you. Um, And I think I just approach that commitment differently than other people. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. It's cool. Now, you said that you started this during the pandemic. So you've been dating yourself for over a year now? Damn, I guess. (laughs) I feel like it's been a little bit longer than that. It's pretty, it pretty much started when I broke up with my primary partner of six years. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't like start using that term until recently. How has it changed you within the year? Do you, has it made you love yourself more? Yeah, I I would think it would. I have a history of codependency. Like I want to make other people feel better and I give other people love in order to hopefully feel something. And I realized Hell, if all of it's going in one direction, there's nothing coming back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to, like, practice self-care and, like, actually love myself, which is really hard. I'm very self-critical. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we can all uh, definitely relate to that. But I think that it's extremely wise to take some time for yourself after a breakup, for sure. Yeah. And I uh, thought I was done in March. The pandemic said otherwise. Yeah, (laughs) it's that's wild as well. That's uh, the business that I worked for didn't make it through the pandemic. And I've kind of I've been home this whole time. It's been very weird experience for me. Yeah, I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. Time has been so strange. I mean, I've been a housewife for (laughs) going on. mm. You're like, what pandemic? Yeah. For like at least five or six years oh, now. Like I get to wear a cute mask now when I go out. <laughs> the only difference is I can't hug my friends. Yeah, right? That's hard. Yes. That's the worst. And I can't have Bridie's cathartic karaoke yeah, anymore. That is the real shame. For real. And let me explain to our listeners what Bratty's karaoke cathartic karaoke is. The best. <laughs> so we come to my house. 
I've made treats, like I'm made mm-hmm. of cake, and uh, you're having mimosas that it's day, a fun time. and there's um, big old long sectional that we're all snuggling on. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when I ask for you to sing a song, we usually have a theme. When I ask you to sing a song, I want you to pour your ha- heart out you into would that. Be amazed at how Disney. The, the soundtrack really bring a lot of emotion <laughs> and sexual nature <laughs> at these events. And it's just a couple of hours of just fun. And I really, really miss it. I miss all my friends just getting up there and, and just like they're on stage yeah. again. And, but you don't have the, you know, the people leering at you like, mm, I don't want I don't like this network. We all love everything that you're doing. It's a very there. intimate crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very fun. Yeah. A lot of fun people, for sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good time. Yeah. That's I like the power of performing, though, too, is like, especially it being cathartic, like, you know, you're asking people to really go there and like, you know, pull something out that they had to deal with. And then everyone there is there to accept it and embrace it. It's it's transformative. It was very cool when you were doing the video ones as well. Yeah, I need to bring that back. I got, you know, with everybody's doing their own thing. Like, and, everyone yeah. was like, yeah, we're going to, like, do everything we used to virtually. And everyone got fucking tired. <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> All the virtual drag and burlesque. Like, it's like, really? Okay. All right. Do you but feel alone stuff. ever in your, in your self-partnership with a... On top of the pandemic going on, I mean, do you feel totally, alone? Totally, but I also felt equally alone being partnered. Like, okay, there's times yeah. that you feel completely isolated and ignored. That's just like life. And mm-hmm. I told you earlier, like when I feel that way, I try to just reach out to somebody. I just force mm-hmm. myself to, or do some make art. Like, speaking they, of making art, oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, I think that we could all take a cue from that is when you're feeling that way to just reach out to some to make yourself do it to reach out yeah. to someone because just not that person that's how this happened don't text that person not your ex yeah <laughs> not the ex exactly reach out to someone but not that okay. one specific <laughs> instructions reach out to someone that you haven't talked to in a while that you have thought about a lot lately there you go yes yeah because when you did that for me i was just it it's just what my heart needed that day and i was like I even said it to her. I said, look, look how wonderful she is. Because it, a lot of times I don't believe in myself. And it's just nice to for somebody to go, hey, you're, you're doing a awesome. good job. Yeah. 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 You looked hot as fuck on, on the Instagram. Yes. With her oh, peach outfit in the white. I'm proud of that yeah. picture because, yes. because beautiful. you know, you take a hundred of them and one of them's bound to come out yeah, right. Eventually. Yeah. I wish I had a couple butt pictures I had sent out there on the internet. I wish they would I bet make their move back around. <laughs> if you're taking pictures of yourself, just put your phone on selfie mode and video it and just hold your poses. And then you go back to the video and you screenshot the perfect spots. That's what I've learned from OnlyFans creators. What? Nice. Very nice. It saves you a lot of time, especially if you're there by yourself. (laughs) I have a client that's on OnlyFans as well, and she does very well on there. Are you doing OnlyFans um, paid for my nipple piercings? Nice. Nice. I have no idea how much that would even be, but 
whatever it's still something you know i'm excited when my comedy pays for my gas to get to my comedy show you know so it's like when my burlesque pays for my taco bell meal at the end of the night yeah there's no nobility in this poverty that i have been for my art at all it's not it's not noble but Speaking of art, though, I know that there's been some controversy with you before, and I... Always. <laughs> I love, first of all, performance art is extremely fun and interesting, and I really love shock art as well, but I was told that for a performance art piece, you faked an entire pregnancy to term. Yep. <laughs> That was first. I am not emotionally invested in this at all. So, just a fake pregnancy to term A makes me laugh. B, it's like freaking genius. But I have some questions. That's the first like time that anyone's like taken in a lighthearted way. So I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm definitely not. But there are some things we need to clear up immediately ASAP before. People come after you with torches and pitchforks, and they don't see the beauty of this. First, did you receive any money or gifts during this pregnancy? And if you did, what did you do with them once the piece was over? I accepted zero gifts. All right. Um, the whole the whole ethos of my attitude for that year was not talking about it. I didn't make it very clear that it was happening and anyone anyone acknowledging it was I mean I, I just thinking about the reaction that Brady had when you like walked into the room with open arms like yes I'm so happy for you and I was like very physically uncomfortable I don't think I even said any words you did like, and I think that that was very much the ethos so it didn't really warrant anyone to like throw me a baby shower or give me any gifts the only thing that was offered to me was to extend my thesis um, by my mentor, mm -hmm. um, saying like, hey, you know, clearly there's going to be some time that you're going to be out of school soon. Do you need an extension on your thesis? And I said, absolutely not. I'm doing it. I would never take that. <laughs> nice. Well, see, so there you go. Unpucker your buttholes, people. <laughs> she didn't gain monetarily or try to scam anyone by this pregnancy. And that's what I think changes 100% of the dynamic. I get when people are emotionally invested in you as a person, they're going to be very emotionally invested. Totally. In, in and the, that's the part that I take very seriously is like carrying. my intimate friends were very concerned about me, especially the fact that I wasn't talking about it. Um, so anyone that I felt like really had that, that reaction to me, I tried to, you know, connect with afterwards in a personal way. So how much anxiety mm -hmm. did you carry this whole time? Because you didn't tell anyone, did you? You didn't like disclose to any close friends this is just a bit. It's not real. I mean, you did the ultimate in comedy, Andy Kaufman. This is the I thing. I love when people refer to Andy Kaufman to me. And, <laughs> you, <laughs> and you just committed. I wasn't expecting it for this project, but I'll take it. You committed 100% to the bit, though, which is, you know, is that correct? 
Yeah. I, I'm trying that, to figure. That's what you have happened. to do in performance art. It being a long, long-term thing, it made it, you know, a bigger challenge. There were three people in in on it. Okay, so but you they did... were also performing as well. So you had people who were in your performance group. I mean, for school that were doing it. No, no, they weren't like in. It wasn't for school. It okay. was just people that I needed to help me. Okay. One of them was my primary partner. Okay. To help create the illusion I mean, yeah. of this yeah. happening. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't going to perform. But as far as all your partner. close friends and everything, they didn't know. Like, Braddy had no idea. No. Other people didn't know. No, I... And it's so funny. So, I didn't know you very well then. Like, I had just come on the scene. But as a mother... And as an older person, because I'm about 10, 15 years older than the rest of that group, you know, you notice things. So when I noticed a little baby bump, I was like, oh, you know, but then I noticed your demeanor with it that you did not seem happy. So that kind of told me, you know, maybe that she, maybe she needs a friend. Maybe she needs somebody, you know, who's like, hey, are you doing OK? The mom and, thing. Check on your babies. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just come up and asked you point blank, you know, and you told me a little bit of the story and that you just that you were going to give it up for adoption and you didn't really want to talk about it. And of course, I'm going to respect that. And I just let you on your merry little way until I got somebody had texted me and said, do you know this happened? Do you know this? And I wasn't upset or anything. I was just like, I just want to know the reason why. Mm-hmm. Anytime I ask anybody anything, it's really just, I just want to know why. I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm interested in the basic sociology and biology of your brain. And I want to know why you do the things you do. Yeah. And that was it. And you explained everything to me and... Let's talk about that. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. What was the anxiety level, though? With were you worried about people finding you out? Yeah, and I think it's the same type. Like I would equate it to the same type of anxiety that like I would be having in that moment. Like I like although it was performance, like it was it to maybe this ties into the why. Like yeah, go go to the why you yeah when you first there was thought of this and said I'm gonna do this. Several threads that led into the, like, start of it wasn't just one of them. But, like, I was raped a year before that that happened. So the performance started on the anniversary of that rape as if it was an alternate reality. Like, this is what would have happened if. So there's that. And then there's also, like, this underlying thing that I've been doing in, you know, that resulted from that. It was, like, I feel like an urge in me to be heteronormative, to you know, close out the part of myself that is queer and just, you know, be a mom and do do the normal thing. And I feel called to children. I really love the way their brains work. So I, you know, just feel when I'm around kids, like this is what I should be doing. This is what I should accept for myself. So I was putting myself in really risky situations in order to kind of like test myself or like, you're like, this is what you deserve, bitch. <laughs> so there was that leading up into it. And then I also had... My dad is a serial monogamist, um, and there was several women who had come into my life and faked pregnancies in order to get sympathy, money, place to live from my father. So I was kind of contemplating that as well. I got to ask what a serial monogamist is. Well, my dad would invest 
a lot into a relationship very early on. Women, you meet a woman online, they'd get engaged, she'd come and live with us, and then three months down the line, she was out. And then there was another one. He didn't date several different people at once. He would just be fully committed Break with up. whomever yeah. he was with. Okay, okay. so that's called my mom and Until all the it didn't husbands. Work out well. Yeah, she yes. had. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. You just do monogamy over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, like you're not playing the field or finding out anybody that you would like to have. It's or, a revolving yeah, door. <laughs> yeah, but it's this one person. You go out with them and you like them enough. You're okay. You latch onto them for a while. You're not cheating. Nobody, you know, whatever. So that affected you how? I think I just like had thoughts about the manipulation of pregnancy too. Like, um, and I don't think that anyone gets pregnant to be manipulative, but I think that there's definitely a power dynamic when someone sees you not as a woman and as a mo- a mother. Um, and I think for most reasons that's out of respect and that should be there because women mothers are amazing um but i think that there's also like gatekeeping with motherhood too like oh you're not a mother one day you understand um and a lot of like you know from my family and i think a lot of my friends feel pressure to to have a kid to settle down like it's all that kind of cultural um associations that we have with motherhood yeah i think biologically there plays a part in it too yeah. your hormones are will ramp up and tell you this is what you need. Yeah. I do think to an extent that's true, but I honestly think that sex is more of the drive than childbearing for, for me. And maybe that's just because I'm queer. Like having sex? Yeah. Like my drive is not to procreate. My drive is to have sex. Well, that's everybody's drive when their hormones are going crazy. <laughs> it's just that if you're straight uh, female, then and you're having sex with a male, you have a much better chance of that, of becoming pregnant from that. But the want of sex, like you can literally chart women in their period and when they really want it, when they don't want it, when you find out who you really are is at my time in life, when the hormones are, you know, your eggs are dying, they're dead or whatever. And then the drive tends to be mental and not physical at all. Mm-hmm. It becomes not biological at all. Mm-hmm. It Then that's, you like we've talked about before, we think we become a lot more androgynous or fluid as we get older. And kinky. Yeah, definitely kinky, but I've always been kinky. That's the pro- I mean, it's not a you just problem. Just kind of up the ante now. It's just who. Yeah. So now it takes. Yeah, it takes a lot more. It's like isn't that the whole definition of kink though? Is that that higher, higher that you have to have more and more and more to get you off? That's like yeah, that's with everything. Like this though, kink's boring now. I gotta like. Yeah, you're done. Slice people open. <laughs> Well, all right. I'm going to fake a pregnancy. I'm not going to go there. That's the best. But what, you know, now as genius as I think it is or whatever, what were some of the ramifications from this? I can tell already. You can tell you were judged, but I'm sure you were. Totally. So what were... I think it sent like ripples through a lot of communities for, for one. And another thing I was dealing with that I forgot to mention another thread was I did this during grad school and during a time that I was making very personal work, um, and work that 
revolved around me performing my body. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like my conversations in my thesis were really inappropriate. Like, and I didn't feel like I had a, a space that we could talk about the work without talking about me. And so I felt like this was a really good way to do that. And it was something that was happening. It wasn't declared as a project until I said so. And it wasn't something that we were going to talk about. Um, and I think also having the responsibility of teaching and navigating like an institution and being pregnant was was something I was curious about um, and it, how they would take it. Um, so that was another thread. But ramifications. The positive end of it was like I, I feel like I became my own mother. Like I felt like I was seeking motherhood out to find something that would love me as much as I wanted to be loved. And so I think like it was a personal transformation. I didn't realize that until very late on in the project or even like a year later. But some negative ones was just like, I think people felt duped. Do you think- I lost friends. Mm. I lost respect. I lost trust with a lot of very close friends. Um, but I feel like with some people, I gained more trust and gained more understanding. I think Braddy is one of those people. I think the biggest thing probably... you said I don't know I if it were me probably the most I would feel was wow you know I you didn't trust me to tell me like that would have been the thing I wasn't in on it you know I'm not that close of a friend to you then like that would have been the thing but (laughs) it's amazing and it's another lesson to see how emotionally involved people get with other people yeah just yeah. You know, even if they're people that are not even really close yes. to you. Yeah. Like it was interesting though to the people that I felt I was really close to didn't respond in that kind of way and then total strangers were like very emotionally invested. Yes, like how <laughs> dare you? Do um this? I have a theory that that's just it might be everywhere but I think in the south it's a little more like that people see a pregnant woman in the south and oh she's not aborting her baby good for her wow god is that the standard you think that's (laughs) the trigger and not just like oh look it's new life and most people that are pregnant the thing that would have been interesting i would have asked you constantly how you're feeling because your unhappiness in my brain would have been because you were sick through the pregnancy. Mm. Like, even if you wanted to give it up, like there's something interesting when you're pregnant, some of the steps and things that happen, uh, milestones, when you do feel the baby kick or they, I mean, just the process of that life incubating inside of you. There's, it's hard not to see the, majesty in that regardless to uh, the miracle that happens there regardless if it's an everyday common miracle and most all species do it or whatever it's just interesting so it's kind of hard I'm obsessed with pregnancy and I've been obsessed with pregnancies (laughs) and I knew I was like where do babies come from like right what's this belly button like I just I'm obsessed with it and I felt like it was a something that I had to explore in that kind of way um, mm-hmm. And maybe that was part of the like drive to like, maybe I do want to have a child, but maybe not. Um, but I do think that pregnancy is like the most human thing ever and is like the most magical but disgusting 
alien. Oh, it's super thing. gross. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's the child, the birth part. Yeah, all of it is. But that's like yeah, humans seen, are gross. Have you seen one? I mean, I know you've humans been in gross. one, but have you yes. seen one? It's very gross. Very gross. <laughs> I watched a, my sister give birth. A lot of blood. 13. A lot. So much. Yeah, they never told me that. Like the first with Sarah, nobody told me that. Like when you, when your water breaks or when you're getting ready, like how much blood that you'll have yeah i mean i thought oh my god i'm dying you know i watched my granddaughter being born <laughs> and you know you get the joke the whole horse's eye and everything like that but what got me was was just the tarp in the middle of the floor and just after the baby was born all the blood and the afterbirth yes yeah, and i'm lot. just sitting back there just and I'm of course being the grandmother and I'm watching the doctors and I'm watching her and everything and I'm just sitting there going, Oh my god, is she gonna make that? That's a lot of blood. <laughs> is this normal? When you're doing your own Yeah, you're having your own it. births, you don't see it. You're just you're like so whatever, get up. all of it out. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> everything. What? Take extra. Me. Take extra. <laughs> I don't care right now. It's cool. It's fine that it's inside out. Just leave me the fuck alone right now. <laughs> what did this art uh, performance art piece encompass? Did you journal? Yeah. So um, on my website, if you're interested in learning more, I do have a journal that I kept um, that I published. Um, you know, there was an exhibition that showed the journal and then people could respond. So then people's responses became part of the journal, too. But during the process, I was journaling on my own. Not everything that went into the journal got into the final journal. It was edited. You know, also during the process, I was checking in with those three people um, just for my emotional self. Like, because I think when you're performing for that duration, you can really get a little bit too invested in performance or like, what is life now? And just navigating, um, like, for example, my partner at times was like, we, we can't, we can't do this anymore. Like, and so we had like very serious talks about ending it. Um, but then we were like, well, what's the ramifications of just all of a sudden, like going back to normal. Um, so we stuck it through, but, um, it was really just as equally hard for them and also the other two people who knew. So did you literally live it 24 seven or were you like, I'm at home, I'm gonna have a glass of wine and Nobody I actually did, did, did you ever... stop drinking. I You would drink when you went out and stuff? No. Pregnant? No, I stopped drinking. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, I thought you said I didn't stop drinking. <laughs> and didn't. I thought, you know, like... Whoops. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking... But some people, it's if like, oh, yeah, commit, they said give me a beer yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, every once in a while they'll tell pregnant women, fine, drink a, a beer you know that level of commitment of i don't know if i could yeah, have yeah. that's i mean that's amazing yeah now the props were um the company's called moon moon belly or something like i forget what it's called it's from the uk they were extremely expensive i used my artist grant for that um but they were disgusting i hated wearing them <laughs> because i wore the same one for you know, I only had four of them, so each one I wore for like three months. Oh day. yeah, uh. um, my pussy was rank. <laughs> <laughs> and were they um, accurate as far as weight? Like, like you would have to, if you were going to do this, then you would have to feel the weight 
of the pregnancy and like your back hurting or yeah i mean they they were foam and silicone so they i don't think were as heavy but like but still they bulk i my i my weight you know my gait changed my weight changed with them like did you have your partner squeeze your boobs in a vice the first three months (laughs) So you can feel the tenderness of how your boobs I didn't hurt. Get that far. No, <laughs> like, but I actually struggled to like gain weight because I know I knew that I had to gain weight in other parts of my body. I needed to like, gain weight to get my face to look different, and I had a hard time gaining weight. Yeah. Now I, I have no problem. I now we quarantine all was fine, but hate like, I you immensely. <laughs> Probably the nerves, like the nerves inside of. I don't know. I would have that guilt loop running yeah. all but the time about like the deception. But it wasn't like a perfect performance. Like, there's no way it could be because it wasn't real. And I think I was really interested in that dissonance, too, of it being, like, a little mm. bit off. Because I think that was more interesting. Yeah, that's why I was wondering if you drank and never went out and just, but the- like, to see if people noticed. <laughs> <laughs> or wouldn't even react. Yeah. I feel I think I had to be extremely committed to it because I didn't want to fuck with people. That wasn't my intention. Yeah. I realized I did. She's but, definitely but. an artist and not a comic for sure. <laughs> the primary goal, fuck with all people. <laughs> Were there days where you may have gotten lost in it? Lost into the pregnancy where you're like, This feels good or this feels right? This feels real. I feel like I definitely was. I kept a very sane approach for most of it, knowing that it was a project. But I think the project itself took a life of its own in a way that I was kind of a child. Um, so I was kind of finding myself emotionally retreating and thinking more about myself in a way, which has kind of led more to that like birthing myself kind of concept. I did feel like uh, retreating socially a lot um, just because it was really difficult and I think probably inappropriate to keep going to the bar (laughs) being nine, eight, eight, nine months pregnant. Yeah, because you would be judged for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no way you're coming out of this unscathed on any (laughs) level. None. You just, you got to realize. though, like, so going back to like where the project started in my mind is the the rape so like the morning after the rape i was slut shamed by a group of girls um and then that from that same group when i was eight months pregnant the girl saw me at the bar and came up to me and she was like yeah and she was like touching my belly and like oh my god like and so i was like that that doesn't match up like and that's i think what i'm getting at when i say like you know the like the way that we view motherhood is different than a woman that's so <laughs> wild to me that you would be slut shamed after being raped by somebody. Well, they didn't know it was rape. Yeah, it was it one of those the I guess they thought that you were walking the walk of shame yeah. and yeah. Bitches, what in the hell is wrong with you? And then a year later, oh yeah, or, or two years later, I guess it would the be nice, all nasty about that time, right? Because you said you did it a year. Yeah. yeah. You did you start her out in a bar? Yeah. She totally talked about you on Facebook somewhere. <laughs> there was some mommy club. You're never going to believe this yeah. bitch out in a bar. But there's a lot of stuff on the periphery that I feel like I didn't really even know. Like, 
I didn't know about whoever texted you that led to our conversation and having lunch and talking about it. Like, I think there was a lot that I wasn't aware of, too. Yeah. And still will never know. Ripples. Yeah, there. I can't even remember. Because, like, to be honest with you, people didn't feel comfortable coming up to me about it because of my disposition. So then they would talk to each other. Like, did she tell? What do you think? Like, you know. Oh yeah, I would have already been inquiring. Mine's got instead know. of me yeah, who said, "Hey, let's go have." Or I think you reached out to me and and said, "Hey, let's go have lunch and we'll talk about this." I'd be like, "Donuts." No, <laughs> <laughs> no no we're still gonna you, be but... we're still gonna be pregnant <laughs> it felt like, like i go to brewster with some duncan <laughs> no I, I think i seem to remember you saying i feel like i need to explain let's have lunch so was your initial reaction were you all sunshine and bunnies or were you like what the fuck i was very invested in this imaginary i felt like child. you were offended by the way that i remember it she was or was not i was like for a split second. I felt like I had really disrespected you. And I'll tell you why. And it's only because I am a mother and I've seen many, many women get pregnant and then lose babies. While I've never experienced that, I'm sure it's very, very devastating for them. So for a split second, I was like, this is a slap in the face to pregnant women or, you know, to mothers, especially mothers that maybe have lost their babies. But then I got over that and you needed to do this for some reason. Who am I to judge why you need to do something for yourself? And that's just the way I look. I just wanted another reason why. That's it. You know, and when you explained it to me that it was a performance piece and you explained to me the rape. And I think if I remember right, what you said was if if that did happen, if you did get pregnant after that rape, this would be what you had experienced from it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you're still getting closure, sorry, my, kinda. Yeah. With her alternate reality. Yeah, like you've lived. I'm gonna live in this alternate reality for a while. Yeah, I felt like I needed to do that to break this cycle of like putting myself in situations or like just putting to rest this like urge to be a mother or or suss it out even. You know, maybe it would have ended in yeah. I actually do want to get pregnant. Maybe. What's the verdict? No children, no babies. <laughs> no babies. <laughs> Only other people's babies. <laughs> That's the best, actually. Because especially like if being you're a cool baby aunt. person <laughs> and not really a toddler person, there's so many young mothers that are so overwhelmed and could really benefit from having a person that they can just trust to come you know, yeah. rock their baby or play with them or sit with them for so long without it being a big thing, even if it's just to help out every now and again. I'm but to go back one. to what you said about the slap in the face, I think that was a lot of people's initial reaction and they walked away at that point um, and didn't engage. And I think that that could have been because they were triggered or they had the same kind of feeling. And I think that a lot I believe that all women have that anxiety about pregnancy. It could be that they are infertile or, you know, they've had uh, an abortion or anything. Like, we all have that, uh, that we have to deal with. We have to reconcile it. the fucking patriarchy has said it that way. You know, if it's not the perfect, you know, husband, wife, the perfect pregnancy, the perfect baby that comes out, it, then it's, it's all... It's our fault. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If you fault. get if I got pregnant from that rape, my fault. 
Sure, so, I mean, you're it, right. you're, what are you talking about? You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. If you would have, if you would have gotten pregnant after your rape and gave it up for adoption, then you would have been um, judged for that. You know, there's just no winning here. Yeah, and so that's why when I think about like motherhood and gatekeeping, I'm like. Do we all have to experience something terrible in order to be a part of the club? Like, <laughs> yeah, or can you we... do. Sorry. Yeah. It's <laughs> just how it works. Sorry. Yep. 100%. Yeah. What, you what your terrible thing is may, that's, that's subjective, but yeah, sorry. You do. Now pass the alcohol. <laughs> That's, some of us have experienced a shit ton of terrible things. Yeah. Is this fair? No. But at least one, if you're going to be part of the club. <laughs> one shit thing. <laughs> Sorry. But. People who've never had trauma in their life, will you please message us? And I want to know what that's I would like. I love that. Char- and you know what? Actually, I bow to you. Because that means you were either super wonderfully sheltered and coached. And that your decision-making skills are above all ever. Because that means you did not make ever poor decisions or you just, you know, were able to teleport to your safe environment, to your pod. Everybody's had something bad happen. It's Everyone. just the perception of... <laughs> then it's like, you know, whose trauma is worse, like... I, yeah, I hate that fucking well, game. Pretty soon it's yeah, going to be I don't if think you we should compare trauma. <laughs> if you don't have trauma, then you're some kind of freak. That's what it's going to literally uh, trauma. Yeah, <laughs> the word alone is traumatic <laughs> enough to suggest. Yeah, it's probably all bad. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> I know that my trauma has made me definitely a stronger person. And every day that I wake up. I'm going to try to make it a better day. Every day that I wake up is a blessing. Yeah, it's a reset, man. You get to do it over. Yeah. Just an amendment to that. It's not the trauma that made you strong. It's the fact that you overcame and processed the trauma. And so, like, I just want to point is out it that it's... really if... still all processed, though? No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> processed means that there's an ending to it, but, like, it's a continual process. Mm. And that's why I'm still fucked up about pregnancy (laughs) this may be sensitive but it's a question that i want to ask you and you haven't mentioned it do you have a close relationship with your mother oh well yeah i think i do um but my relationship with my mother has been tumultuous throughout my life like my mother is bipolar and for about like the most of my like childhood she was manic and my dad got custody of us, so I didn't really have a relationship with her very early on. And then we became more close as I became, like, a young adult. Um, but for the past, now, seven years, she's been in a major depression. And so I feel like she's not there. And so, actually, one of the thoughts in my brain was, like, maybe if I get pregnant and have a baby, then my mom will be happy. Like, she'll be happy for me and we'll be able to have that together. Like, my sister's already had kids. It didn't work. <laughs> like, right, yeah. That's that's really interesting. But, like, that's, you know, the fucked up thing is, like, I just want to do something that makes my mom proud of me. And she is proud of me. She's proud of my art and what I've done with my life. But, like, isn't that weird that we think that, you know, fulfilling that is going to do something for us? Yeah, and that's going to make her mm-hmm. happy. And she's yeah. probably, like, Or even, like, this inside, baby don't. is going to love me more than anyone. Like... The only person that's going to love you is you. Correct. (laughs) 
There is no guarantee in that, <laughs> by the way. There are many, many dynamics, mother, children, where there's not a lot of love. Yeah. It's horrible. The ultimate relationship you'll have in your life, I believe this, and I'm trying to tell myself now, is friendship. Yes. It's not a romantic partner. It's a friendship that will, you know, keep you accountable and gas you up and call you on your shit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I'm old school. I think your romantic partners (laughs) should be your friends. And those are, those have been the primary mistakes I've made with my partnerships throughout then. They were picked on for lust or what that person could do or my idea of what our puzzle looked like and how that piece fit and where and not what do we have in common do we get along do we work well together you know all everything to navigate life for the end game because what if the less goes away the looks are definitely going to go away (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's just nature that's how it works so what is it going to base what are you going to base this long-term life path especially if you choose monogamy you know it's kind of nice if you i mean if you're polyamorous and you can have several different people fill these niches but i think that's the difference between a lot of monogamous thinking is that when that breakup happens they have to be gone and out of your life forever um Whereas like a friendship or thinking about a lifetime partnership, you don't, you say, okay, well, our relationship just needs to transition. We need to be different things right now. It's so weird because I am way more comfortable with people who, even though I've been terrible about ghosting people, I've literally felt that way. You know, you don't want me usually because they broke up with me though, (laughs) you know, (laughs) then you don't get to hang with me and deal with any of my delightfulness you know you don't get any of it and yet I look for people who still sustain relationships with their past even though I've been terrible about cutting people off because that's the part that I don't like about myself but I actually revere with other people you know now my female friendships I may not talk to you for Years, but we'll pick it up mm-hmm, exactly mm-hmm. where it was left off with the same emotion and care. If you need something, call me. I can't read minds. Yeah. And I'm there. But I'm, you know, sometimes I get wrapped up and the day turns into weeks, yeah. turns into months. And some people need to be cut off too. So I'm not saying. This is true. You know. Yes, absolutely. There are definitely. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. There have been many that it's like, oh no, you don't, because my picker is bad. But I do like, but. My what if your family's is your picker? What if your family is your picker? Yeah. What if you're what if the family's been picked for you and those are the ones that need to be tossed off? Well boundaries. Know, yeah. You're first of all, I don't know. I have a it's terrible because my mom gave me permission for that years ago. She was like, just because you're a blood tide do not mean you have to be best friends and hang out together. You know? I mean, they might regret it later if they need a kidney or something, some bone marrow, but you don't have to hang out with them just because I popped all of y'all out of my vagina, you know, and that was excellent permission. However, her house, it was like the Highlander 
that was sacred ground. So, you know, we couldn't fight while we were there. <laughs> but, you know, if we wanted to take it to the gravels outside, you could do that. Whatever. Have fun with it. But when you're here, <laughs> you're going to treat each other as well as you would the, a stranger in the street or the cashier at the store. Which we're all, hey, you know, fake nice, whatever we do. We're not mean to people. Yeah. So that was the, yeah. You don't have to. There's nothing in the rule book that says I have to spend any time or emotional real estate just because we share the same bloodline. What was the general feedback of your show uh, when you had it? Oh, like and, the Truth Baby, the exhibition? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the baby shower. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I was in a lot more of an emotional state than I was prepared for. Um, I think like the way it was set up was people could come and visit with me and have like a one-on-one conversation. And I had done that with as many people as I thought I could, but I wanted to kind of open it up for more people. Um, I felt like it was odd in a lot of ways, but it was a good like closure for me um, to just kind of like see and visit with people. But I think generally people left with more questions than answers. (laughs) Was it more friends and acquaintances that came to the exhibition? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like thinking about, you know, kind of the the numbers, it was a lot less of the school. I feel like they felt like they couldn't come. I don't know. I don't know the reasons for not coming. Um, But it was a lot more of like my community and my chosen family. But then there was a lot of people who didn't come and it could have just been like scheduling stuff or, or that they felt like they weren't emotionally available which I totally understand so yeah I did I like performed in the gallery the whole weekend so it's Friday night Saturday afternoon Sunday afternoon that's wild I've done one of those performance art shows <laughs> little comic had one it was fun because we went in and we just he was like just do any parts of your bit repetitively over and over and was that the same gallery was that a Gallery 1010? Yes. Okay. Did I know you go that, to show. that show. Well, I was also the director of Gallery 1010, so I remember that application. Yes. <laughs> How fun is that? And then what was fun is that the comics were actually the audience. The audience was the show and how they reacted to what we did. But it was fun because some people would go past and you'd be just doing some random punchline they would hear you know like the whatever shake weight and then they would just be like (laughs) or you'd have a crowd around you and you'd hold their attention and then all of a sudden you'd lose it it was wild it was just a trip it was interesting and that's what i like about performance art like i mean drag is one thing because the audience is just there to like live for you but like performance art there's such a different relationship between the audience and performer that they're both creating something yeah it's very cool it's a cool thing just get jazz i miss performance art which is i mean which is wild because even being a mom and hearing about her piece does not give me the same reaction because we were not friends I was yeah. not yeah, emotionally yeah. invested whatsoever in any of this. So it's like, this is freaking genius. And how hard would that would be so hard? I applaud you. I'm sorry everybody was 
bad and they didn't you know they, the reactions were rough I think and people didn't them. get it I think that's on them really it is you know <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I don't know. I've lost Maybe. clients for being pro-choice before. So <laughs> stuff happens. People just aren't going to jive. That's how no, it works. One, person, one pe- person didn't believe that it was a performance. They were like, but if you really did this, just know, like, I would never judge you. <laughs> they you thought really there was a performance it. to cover up the, an actual pregnancy. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, there wow. Okay. So that you could give it away and not be yeah. questioned about it. They must have been Catholic. I try to think the background that would make somebody's knee jerk or whatever reaction be that. But that was in my research for that project. That's what those moon bumps are used for. Is like if you're going to adopt a child and you don't want people to know it's adopted, you use those, or um, they're used for like acting and other stuff too. But like, yeah, but that was wild to me. That's amazing. That is very. I actually is that cool or yeah. is it if you're going to adopt a child and you don't want anybody to know that it's adopted or like you know I don't know even know if these women are telling their husbands like what like well see that's a whole nother thing that's interesting <laughs> I don't yeah. know I mean if you don't want people okay what if your family and your husband's family or mother-in-law is super pretentious they want an heir maybe they have a lot of money but they can't. They won't ever accept an adopted child. Yeah, maybe so there's a lot of your circumstances about... are like, you know what? We're just gonna pretend we're pregnant, and then we're gonna, you know, you I mean, know, she I really... might notice something when she notices the baby's Asian. But until then, <laughs> I really thought that we got over all of this shit a long time ago, and there wasn't gonna be this stigma. Over having are insane still. Gosh, what? It's the same. No, really. I thought that there wasn't going to be the stigma now. Same all the time. But it's probably a very small majority of women that do this. Even know that have all that? No, very few. And she said they were very expensive. So you would have to have an elaborate ruse, but that would be probably the biggest excuse would be money (laughs) and a bloodline. Because this, I mean, you know. That's the whole reason for the don't commit adultery thing in the Bible. It's because land went through the mother. You better Property believe I went could through see, the mother. I could see a little Southern Baptist couple <clears throat> trying to do the same thing. <laughs> Except with my pillow and, you Well, know. the world is bigger than also just Southern Baptist people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, adoption and surrogacy. I mean, there's, you know, I'm like, do it, whatever. Just be good to the child once it gets here, regardless of what you do. Just be good to it. How about that? Can we start there? And don't throw a gender reveal party, Kate. Thanks. Just the bare <laughs> minimum. And yeah, no one cares either. Maybe don't gender it yet. <laughs> Just... My daughter's pregnant, and I'm really hoping that she keeps it a secret. We've been talking about it, mm-hmm. keeping the gender a secret until the baby's born. Yeah. Why not? She won't do it, but it would be ultrasound. You know what would be funny if it never showed what it was on the ultrasound. Just see all butt all the time. (laughs) Front butt, back butt. Just all butt. (laughs) Just there it is. Well, it's gonna have an ass. (laughs) 
Do you want to tell us the the name of the website and where people can find that if they're interested in looking at the piece? It's my muggle name, katiegetner.com. K-Gunner? Getner. Getner. G-E-N-T-N-E-R. Oh my goodness, I'm glad you spelled that out. I would have never found you. (laughs) (laughs) I could never. (laughs) Less autocorrect, because you're in everything as Cleo Taurus anyway. So. And, uh... If anybody wants to talk to you, send you a message, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, you, if you're on my website, you can email me from there. Um, my email's on there. You can find me on Instagram. My at is Realize Katie Rose. Facebook, I'm on Cleo Taurus. All right. Where, Whatever channel. Do you sell your mask on... Um... She makes these amazing masks. She's very crafty as well as true artist. She makes like clay thing things out of clay and all of that's art. You probably don't want to be told crafty. But you make these she makes these amazing masks and they're fringe and it's like And rhinestone and they're super cute and I wore them to a show the other night and everybody benefits. asked me about them. Yes. They're definitely but show stuff. Not only that, but fringe for benefits goes to our local community, right? Yeah. Our local drag community. Yep. So the other part of it is that it's supporting fringe entertainers in Knoxville. Oh, um, how fabulous. The way that's going to happen is an artist grant. Very awesome. cool. See, that's so cool. Um, is that something that you're going to give to one person? Oh, or it's an artist grant where two people from different disciplines are going to collaborate to, you know, continue the theme of friends with benefits. Oh, nice. That's super cool. I don't know. I'm I'm a burner. Do you ever do you know Burning yeah. Man and all that? That's where I got raped. Oh great. <laughs> are you kidding? No. <laughs> Which burn? Uh I wasn't there that year. But I do like I like burner culture. That's where I had a couple of artist grants to do some of my installations. That was fun. That was very cool. Yeah, one of my friends um had an alien baby Mucifer, and she literally, she had an alien that mm-hmm. the whole entire burn was like a child, treated like a child, the whole <laughs> burn, and she would wear it with a sling, and she'd breastfeed it, and she committed to the whole entire bit. I mean, it was Did it, it look like the beautiful. baby from V? No, Musa, I don't know what the baby, no, because it didn't look like the V alien. With the reptilian? No, it had like antennas. She sounds like my kind of gal. (laughs) Big, long (laughs) nose. I don't, it looked, I don't know. It looked like Qbert or something. (laughs) I'll have to get a picture. Does anybody under 40 know what Qbert is? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) But they can Google it. It's my damn birthday month. I know. I do what I want. And I'll be in any genre and era I want. By golly, I'm going back in time. It's the dementia dust. What can I say? It's her podcast. Yeah, yeah it is. DementiaDust.com. That's my new. I bet it's already website. taken. Maybe. I don't know. Well, where can they find you if they want to see you? Our listeners. Oh, if they want to, like, look at my face or stuff yeah. or whatever. Do you have yeah, fans? look at oh. your, you got an OnlyFans? I don't have an OnlyFans. For I your feel cards? Like, I feel like 
the one way I should get an OnlyFans. You should. And, do and then cards I'll make naked. more money if I say, okay, if you guys pay me a lot of money, I'll cancel this you know what subscription. <laughs> you know what you'd be really good at? I think you'd be really good at dick ratings. Dick ratings? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Send me your dick pics and I'm yeah. going to rate your dick. And you can roast them. Can I name them as yeah, well? Yeah, you can roast them. And I think that would be really good for your comedy. They, <laughs> they will pay you money for that. To money. roast their dicks? Yeah. Little dicks. Come, little dicks. Come on. No. Oh, I would get fancy. <laughs> I'd be like... With the names. The head-to-shaft ratio is not proportionate. <laughs> Has a slight lean to the left. <laughs> and your balls are just slightly a bit wrinkled do i see toilet paper <laughs> no you don't have you washed your ass lately <laughs> it shows <laughs> what is that ring how much do you have to masturbate for your dick to look like neapolitan ice cream <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Oh, you're Just giving out free ones now. <laughs> so where can they find you? Like if they that? To Something like that? <laughs> I guess you can hit me up in my DMs. I wonder <laughs> what the going rate is for that. GavinGaleTime.com. I've seen girls charge know. 20 bucks. You can oh, Venmo wow. me. You can cash at me. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to go into, like, having a whole roast or, like, a whole set, like, you could charge a lot more than that, but... Possibly, you know. You can have tears, you know. A couple insults. It's true. Ten insults. (laughs) Going hard. (laughs) Going... You never know. I never know what would be an insult to some or worse or not. You know, some people might take it like a compliment. All the synonyms for tiny... (laughs) <laughs> minuscule minute that's one of my favorites <laughs> it's so minute <laughs> small 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 it's so small <laughs> do you have anything coming up soon uh Cleo nope Nope. <laughs> it's we're still in a pandemic. No, I don't. I know, but there are people who are performing. Yeah, I mean, still. I'm I'm still yeah. performing right now. I'm just like performing Monday Night Madness, just working out ideas. I really don't think I would win that competition. Again, AFAB, like weirdo shock factor. I don't think a Monday Night Madness crowd knows what to do with me, but I do it because I want to suss out some ideas. I don't That's think I would fun. do But you all can book me. Y'all will travel. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. I did Monday Night Madness once. It's... I find it like a challenge. I'm like, I'm going to make y'all remember me. I'm going to haunt your dreams. Like, <laughs> And I did a, I have this act to RuPaul's peanut butter and jelly that's just, I'm just a big old peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I, I thought, one. I thought that's going to be great. <laughs> Nobody fucking got it. I, I was it devastated. All. I spent all this time making this damn sandwich. The thing about Monday Night Crowd is they're like most of the crowd is just there to see one person and like yeah. cheer them on. So like they, if it's not the thing that they're expecting, they're like, what? They don't even care. Yeah. I miss shows where everybody just balls out, went crazy. I want and just did whatever they wanted. Yeah, peacock yeah. out. Yeah, I've been playing with those fans, so now I'm like. 15 routines in for you. 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can do this. You can do that. You can collaborate. You can be fired. (laughs) Just some kinds of. Like Blaze of Glory? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Legit Blaze of Glory. (laughs) All right, I'm afraid we're getting too drunk and we're going to have to wrap this up. Well, it was a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I feel like we only talked about babies, but it no, was good. No, we talked about so much. We've been... It's, it's going on two hours. Y'all are going to have to edit this down. Maybe. Maybe we going to start being Joe Rogan. That's what we're thinking. Part, part two. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Classier. <laughs> Classier, Joe Classier Rogan. than Joe Rogan. <laughs> you know. Well, who knows? I don't know. I have just... We should do an unedited show one day. Just... Oh my God. It'd be, yeah, it'd be five hours like Duncan Trussell. <laughs> it'd be Duncan Trussell and Joe Rogan. Five hours is what we do. How long did you talk? Five hours. What about literally everything on the planet? Want to do Grapes an alien go. show? <laughs> <laughs> yes, alien. I dig the performance art thing. I love it. I love when you're committed. All right, so go look at our Facebook, Gavin Girl Time. Yes, like us. Like us on Gavin Girl Time on Facebook. Uh, subscribe on your uh, listening platform on our podcast. Subscribe to our podcast. Tell your friends. Get them to subscribe to yeah. us. We're fun people. Doesn't you, sound like that right you now. You can find us on. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at oh, Gavin Girl Time. You back at the TikToks. Last week you were like, mm, I don't know, I don't want to do them anymore. TikTok knew where I am. Did they? They banned you. Yeah, permanently banned. That's why I haven't seen you lately. Yeah, I started a new one, but I didn't feel like I didn't wanted to do it anymore. I'm like, why fuck were TikTok. you permanently banned? Can you say why? I've rode the line too much with some of the sex work posts, so I kept getting stuff taken down, and I guess it was one too many. <laughs> I've looked at your TikToks. I didn't see anything. Yeah, because they kept taking them down. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, Instagram is going to be doing okay, that. Don't stuff tell too. TikTok, but I did get my nipple on one of the posts, and they didn't notice it because it was just for a second. <laughs> they took down my um, records spinning, my record pasties. Yeah, TikTok did. Yes. Oh, did you put that up? Yes. And they were like, nope. I, I mean, you don't see any boob whatsoever. I've literally got two huge records on my chest. You know that show that you did? There were people actually complaining about a burlesque dancer at the show. I'm just like, well, they weren't ready for it. She should have been at half. You know, you should have been right after the intermission before the next comics. But I didn't run the bill, so. But there were What people- are you talking about? TikTok taking down your skinny titties. Yeah. We were live and there were people in the audience complaining about you dancing burlesque. So it doesn't surprise me. That's what I'm saying. The correlation. Live, I heard live human beings. What are we going to have a stripper for? (laughs) Who don't even understand it. What show? So I can imagine. The last show that I did? Oh, well, thanks because you didn't tell me this then. Ugh. Everyone's always going to complain about titties. They're I just know. Jealous. I'm glad that I just got my 50 bucks and went home. <laughs> Get that bread. You stayed for the show. 
You were there till the end. You're I, a true performer. No, I mean, your performance was great. Most people were liking it, but there were a couple couples that weren't excited about it, and it was just like, eh. That's how little I thought about it. But I equated it with the people who would take down your TikTok. <sighs> the same people. Well, if you want to see my record titties, they're it's still up on Instagram. Because Instagram might have some sense. I don't know. Do they have sense? I don't know. I'm really trying to stay off social media other than TikTok. So we want, TikTok is fascinating. We want to put out a podcast, hopefully, <laughs> that everyone will listen to. But we have a problem with social media. <laughs> so, you know, we can dream these dreams. Podcasts are very one-sided. <laughs> they are like radio shows. It doesn't stop people from... Uh, contacting us to tell us their thoughts which we love by the way yeah so please please do so drop us a line at gabin girl time at gmail.com yeah <laughs> i'm sorry check out you. bruce tonsils at on instagram no that's, no, that's the bruce. one i don't use yeah TikTok. no that's tiktok yeah that bruce tonsils can I love that, that name, by like, the way. Just for me. Bruce Tonsils. Okay, it's really, I'm going to make it really easy for you. Bruce Tonsils is on Fat Life. Yes, and TikTok. And TikTok. And then Braddy. Braddy's on Instagram. It's Instagram. Yeah. So just look her up on TikTok and Fat. Because she's really tired of the Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> social media. You know, it's worth perusing. I'm tired of Fat, too. She's, Aria, I'm never on there. <laughs> I haven't checked messages in forever. We should do that. Like, what's in your inbox? No, we didn't ask. What's in your inbox? Nothing. <laughs> That's what happens when she dates herself. I don't have to. I'm going to light a candle and get in the tub. I don't have to write. I don't have to notes. write to myself. I don't have to slip into my own DMs. <laughs> I'm going to slip into this Thanks tub. for hanging out with us today. Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks you? for having me. Thanks for being over here. It has been a lot of fun. Will you sing? Yeah, but we I, don't know. I think I can remember how it goes. Yeah, it's really difficult. The lyrics are very complicated. It's and I know weird. the tune Can I do it purposely bad? I'm going to do it purposely Oh, absolutely. We'll all do it purposely bad. Can we do it cathartic karaoke style? <gasps> yes! Yes! Okay. All right. I feel like I have to sit like this. Poor Stormer. <sighs> Core. It's been very great. You ready? Yeah. We thank you so much for listening to 